Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to to Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Today we're going to be continuing our interview with Lissa Figgins, who is the host of the Redeem Her Time podcast and the Redeem Her Time community. And like I said in the last episode, she seriously is a wealth of knowledge. So if you haven't already listened to the first episode, make sure that you jump over there and listen to that first, and then meet us back over here as we jump into today's podcast. But before we do that, I just wanted to make sure that if you are not part of our Facebook community, make sure you go over there and join us, because we have a lot of new things that are coming up in 2024, And we want to make sure that you don't miss out on hearing about any of the things that are coming up. So pause this episode, go down to the show notes, and link on over to our Facebook group. We are excited to connect with you there. All right, let's jump back into our interview with Lissa Figgins. And so when you start to plan for your year, what things do you focus on as far as whether you're setting goals or what do you help your clients really focus on? These are things I want you to write down for this new year. I love this process. I've created this process called the With God Life, and I also have a version of it for the With God Business. But we start with that bigger vision. And we start with a vision bigger than just a year, but like five years down the road, right? So like if you were to take a piece of paper right now and write down the date five years from today, so it's going to be 2028, right? And if you were then to write down how old will you be You don't have to say this out loud, but like, how old will you be? And then think about this, especially because you guys have kids that are growing and developing so much, right? So like, how old will they be in five years? And maybe even thinking about other significant people in your life. A lot of us in this middle stage of life, we've got parents who are aging. In five years, my parents are going to be in their 80s. Like, wow, a lot of things are going to start happening and changing. So like, we need to start thinking bigger than just you know, the day in front of us, let alone the year in front of us. And like, what's that bigger vision? What is God calling me to in these eight areas of my life? What would this look like? Right. And then we go back and we do this assessment of where we are now. And it's not to shame ourselves or like, look how far, look at the gap between where I am and where I could be or where, where I think God wants me to be. It's like you said earlier, if you go on a trip, right, we have this great thing. I used to work for a um, Pathfinder Express. It was kind of like Amico Travel Club. When I first graduated from college, people who wanted to go on a trip, this is going to date me, okay? Uh, They would call in. They would tell me where they were starting from. They would tell me where they wanted to end up. 
I would put it in my computer and I would mail them their directions on how to get from where they were starting to where they wanted to be, right? Like, but now we have this GPS thing, right? But here's the thing. And we don't often think about this. We pick up our phone, we put in where we want to go, but the most important information that that GPS needs is where you are, right? It has to put down the pin first because until you know where you are, you can't route the map to how you're going to get to where you want to go. So I think that is the second step is like, okay, where am I in these places? And not to shame or guilt ourselves about, yeah, look at all the things I failed in, or I didn't do this again, or I still didn't lose that weight, or I'm still arguing with my husband about this or whatever it is, right? But just to go, okay, here's where I am. And then you can start going, okay, how do I start taking steps from here to there? And what I believe really makes a difference, and I come at it from faith is at the center of all of these areas. So that means even the mundane things of like keeping up my home or keeping up my books so that it makes it easy for tax time or whatever. Like if I'm going, how is this me building God's kingdom? How is this me living out what he's called me to? That is going to give, you know, deeper meaning to even the mundane tasks. And then we just start to, you know, we start planning out what's, what are the next steps in moving in that direction and keeping that out in front of us so that it's not like, oh, I got all this time, like you said, but like, no, really. What is it that is this next milestone I'm looking to get to? And now I'm going to be intentional to get to that one. And then I can look at the next one, right? You don't go on a road trip and just like never look up until you get to California, right? You like, you know, kind of watch those milestones along the way and you stop to get refilled, you know, with food and gas and things that you need and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I think that's what we have to do, especially as we look at a new year. Where do I want to be at the end of this year in light of where I want to be in the five years from now? And then what are some of those pit stops that I'm going to need to hit, those milestones I need to hit along the way? I do think it's interesting. You talked about kind of the shame and guilt of where you are compared to where you want to be. And I do think in the process of change and trying to get better, shame and guilt really has no place in that because it doesn't do anything to really push you forward. It may make you get just barely out of the starting gate. But after that, you're not really going to progress very far from that because you're then struggling with these negative feelings. You have tasks you have to do which take energy, but then if you pile on top of that, the negative feelings you feel about where you're at, then it makes it much harder. And so it should be more of just a thoughtful determination. This is what I want to do. It doesn't matter where I should be. This is where I'm at. And what can I do to make these first step, the second step, the third step to get closer to where I want to be? Because if you do suffer with that shame and guilt, the easiest way to get away from that is by making progress. But if you keep holding on to that or keep beating yourself up with that, you're demotivating yourself and you're making it less likely you're going to make any type of actions. Exactly. It's kind of like the whole, do you look at your glasses half full or half empty? There's a great book called The Gap in the Game, right? So when you have a goal, so say my goal is, is you know B and I'm at A, do I look at the gap? Is that where I'm focusing on? Look how far I am. Look at the chasm between where I am and where this is. And guess what? It could be really small compared to somebody else, but we just see the gap and we're like, ah, right. Or do I look at the gain and I go, okay, here's where I am. Look, this is where I've come from. Whether it's a whole lot of change that's happened or whether it's just a little bit, like, do we see the progress we're making and celebrate that? Are we always looking at the lack of what we don't have? And I think the same thing happens with our time. So often we focus on the lack I don't have enough time, right? Or when I have the time, or if I have the time, it's all the same thing. We're all looking at the lack. And God has already told us that I will give you an abundance of what you need to do what you are called to. So I believe we all have an abundance of time for what we're called to. But when we keep looking at the lack, 
that's what we're going to keep focusing on and getting, right? Like we said, that self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like what you said earlier about time is always going to fill itself up with something, right? And whether we're doing things that God wants us to do or we're doing things that we want to do, God's given us, just like you said, enough time to do what he wants. And so I love that you said that earlier about time is always going to fill itself up because a lot of times I'll tell Tim, okay, this is my plan. And then if I you know, do something else, then I get distracted and my time is filled up there. And then those big rocks that I wanted to get done today don't get done because where did the day go, right? Where did the years go? And so I love that you said that. Well, and I think another thing too about this is that you do have a tendency to go where you're focusing. So if you are focusing on that lack, you're going to move more towards that lack. But if you do focus on small victories that you have made, then because you're focusing that direction, you're more likely to go and make more progress and get more and more victories because that is what you're focused on. And you know what? Here's the reality. I think we all underestimate how much time we give away to less important things. We say we don't have time, but right now, if I ask everyone listening to grab their phone and look at their current screen time, guarantee you have time. You've just been giving it to something else. But we don't notice when it's five minutes here, five minutes there, 20 minutes there, 30 minutes there. You know, like we don't often notice that. And it's not that now we have to be so structured with every minute of our day and we have to be productive in in all ways, shape and form. But just are we noticing where it's just kind of leaking out? Right. Because, yeah, that may be why we have a lack. And guess what? There's something we can do about that. And that really makes a difference to our perspective on, you know, really being able to see where is it going? And what is it that matters? And thinking again, the 100-year-old person, right? Like, what am I going to look back on and be glad that I invested my time in? What am I going to look back on and what am I going to regret or be like, you know what? It really didn't matter now, 100 years later, or even 10 minutes later, probably didn't matter. You know, and start living in light with that perspective now instead of getting to the end and then being like, oh, man, I really wish I would have put more time into that relationship or that ministry or that, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. And something you said earlier about when you're driving and, you know, you don't get the directions all in advance. Have you ever read Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby? That has been around for a really long time. But he talks about just do the last thing that God told you to do, right? And you follow that through because if God truly is living this life with you, you know, if we're truly depending on God, then he's in that seat with us. He's not going to say, okay, turn left here and then at this junction, turn right and then go down five miles and then do this. When somebody gives him direction step by step and says, okay, you're going to turn right here and you're going to go left. In his mind, he just shuts it all out because he's thinking, I'm going to put it into my GPS and it's going to tell me the next turn and it's going to tell me the next turn. And so I think a lot of times we get distracted, right? Wanting to know, well, what's going to happen after this and what's going to happen after this? But we truly just have to be focused on what's the last thing God told us to do and be faithful in that. So true. And I think if we knew the whole plan, if we knew what every minute of our life was going to hold, well, A, I don't know if we'd want to know, <laughs> you know, like there is, you know, for, for good reasons and be bad reasons, you know, like, I don't know that I would want to know all that, but I'd also, yeah, I wouldn't be dependent on him. I'd be like, okay, I got this. Thanks. All I need, that's all I needed off and running, right? Like, that's not the way I want to live. And, you know, essentially... For those of us who are living a with God life here on earth, it's really building towards with God forever. And this is one of those things I was just telling someone today. I can't even get my brain around the fact that there will be time without limit at one point. 
and like what that's going to look like. Because right now we are so like, you know, it's all about the limits on our time and on our abilities and our capacity inside of that. And yet this isn't all there is. And this isn't what we're working towards. And this isn't how it's going to be forever. And that's that's just crazy. Okay, so switching gears, I want to make sure that we get back to what you shared about in the beginning, which is mind blowing to me that your husband is rowing across the Atlantic Ocean. Can you tell us about that and what the mission is there? Ah, I mean, talk about like still surreal and still trying to wrap my brain around that as well. Um, My husband is a military veteran. He experienced mental health effects from being in his service with PTSD and TBI. And of course, that had a huge ripple effect into our relationship, our marriage, our family, you know, just things that were going on in, in life and work for him and things like that. And for a long time, he was just trying to handle on his own. And I kept saying, I think I think we need some help. I think we need some help. And finally, he was willing to do that. And through his experience and coming out on the other side in a much healthier place, He's just seen so many other veterans, so many other people who have, you know, laid their lives down, right, who've given up their time willingly to protect the rights and privileges that we have in our country, really experience a lot of these challenges that are very often misunderstood and overlooked. And so he has partnered with an organization that is an all U.S. veteran organization called Fight or Die, O-A-R because they have chosen this ocean rowing race as their platform to bring awareness to the fact that we need to keep taking care of our service members even after they're done with their service. And we need to be fighting this fight with them when it comes to the mental health challenges. And so he and three other veterans, this is hilarious. They all have mental health challenges, right? And you just, we just put four guys with mental health challenges in a little rowboat to go across the ocean and hopefully less than 50 days. I can only imagine the stories that are going to come out of this, right? But yeah, they are rowing completely manpowered. There are no sails. There are no motors. There is no like pace boat that's following them. There is a tracker app so I can check in and see where they're at. And I was able to message with him via his sat phone this morning so I can kind of check in and see what's going on. But they are rowing 3,000 miles. They started in the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa in La Gomera, Spain. And they, Lord willing, will end up in... Antigua in the Caribbean, and I will fly down there and meet them at the finish line and then celebrate and spend a few days down there just to help them get reacclimated to land while they're out there. So it's, yeah, it's just kind of a crazy thing, but they're raising funds and raising awareness for veteran mental health. The organization also provides mental health first aid courses, which is like we take a a regular first aid course. So you're prepared to step in if you need to at some point. And this is the same thing for mental health, right? We're not practitioners or professionals like you guys, but We can at least recognize signs and do things to help and then direct them to the right kind of resources, you know, like what you guys do. So the organization is called Fight or Die. There's just a lot of great resources for service members as well as those who care about our service members. And I think one thing I want to say is that you don't have to be a mental health provider to help somebody who is struggling emotionally. And I think even just you with your story where you noticed that your husband was struggling and it was affecting your relationship and stuff with the kids that you just kept saying, I think we need some help here. And I think for people who view military people, but also probably military people, right? Military people are tough people. They've been through difficult things and they've overcome a lot of things. And so then they can look at it as like uncomfortable or even taking a step down or being weak if they go get help. And then other people outside looking at military people might think, oh man, they're so tough. Like they got to have everything together. I don't have to worry about them. 
but a lot of times they have been through difficult things. And just having a community of people who understand they might be struggling and checking in or noticing there's a problem saying, hey, man, I think you might need to get a little help for that, I think is wildly helpful because if they don't come to us, we can't help. So if you guys don't point them toward us, towards mental health providers, we can't assist them. And if they're uncomfortable or they might feel like, hey, that's not a very you know masculine or tough thing to go to therapy, then they're not going to go unless somebody like you encourages them and helps them. Or even this situation just with this organization and they're going out and they're trying to bring awareness. I'm sure even though it's going to be a very difficult trek, I'm sure that people can find healing through doing something like this. I'm choosing to take on this difficult task. I was in this life-threatening situation and maybe I got PTSD from it, but now I'm choosing to be in this tough situation and I'm choosing to overcome it and it's kind of on my terms. And so I think at the end of this 50 days, I'm sure there's going to be tons of stories of people where they've been able to probably let go of a lot of struggles that they've had. Yeah, we have some stories of people who found them on social media and were literally about to take their own lives and said, oh, wow, these guys are rowing across the ocean. If they can do that, I can do one more day. And then they got like addicted to watching the tracker, right? And like where they were and how they were doing and were able to then call them when they got to the finish line and say, thank you, because you chose to get in that boat, because you chose to step out and do something I chose to live another day and I'm still here, right? Thanks, thanks to you guys. So that's that's what it's all about, right? It's just, yeah, helping people get the help they need and the hope they need, even if they've gone through really difficult things. And I think a lot of people just logically could look at that, this situation and wonder like, how could this help people at all? But people who are at the end of the line like that, they're looking for any rope to hold on to, any ray of light that can bring them any reason to stick around. And even just watching guys choosing to row across the ocean is enough for somebody to say, okay, I could hang on. And I think that's a powerful message to everybody that you don't know where people are at, but that even your smallest actions or your smallest kindness or your smallest effort could mean the world to somebody who's at the end of the line. So true. So true. Yeah. So if you guys want to follow them, um, you can follow Fight or Die. Remember, it's O-A-R anywhere on social. So their Facebook, Instagram, and their website is FOD, so it's the fight or die, FOD23.org. And yeah, good follow along, be part of the mission. You can also access the free mental health first aid training if that's something you want to get certified in. So that way you've got that skill set to be able to step in, whether it's a military person or whether it's just a friend or family member who's struggling to be able to provide that first line, right? And then get them to the support they need. Yeah. Now, I have kind of two questions I wanted to ask you about this situation. So your husband was in the military. Were you guys together when he was in the military? We were. Yeah. Yeah. Almost the entire time. Had kids through all of that. And now I have two boys who are serving active duty as well. So I think that's part of our mission too, is just knowing they are going to experience things that very much could have a similar effect on their marriages and their kids. So how can we help support the next generation? So this is a question for that is, how did you work at managing like worry or anxiety when your husband was deployed or when your kids were deployed? Uh, well, you know what? That, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, right? Like, I, I don't know how people go through anything in life without knowing that, you know, it's not all about us and we are not the ones in control. So, you know, that's a lot of it. And also like just taking those thoughts captive. I can't say I never had, you know, the worry thoughts, especially when you see things on the news and you know where they are. And so you're putting two and two together about what could be happening. But, you know, when we start just letting those fears and worries just circle in our heads, it's only going to lead us to things that may not even be true. And so just really be able to take those thoughts captive and say, what is true? 
And what do I know right now? And yeah, one day I may get a phone call saying, you know, that somebody didn't make it home. And, you know, at that point, I'm just going to trust that God will give us the strength for that. But in the meantime, I'm not going to make up a story in my head, right? That is is not even true. And then spend a lot of time worrying over that. And, you know, a lot of times no news is good news. It's kind of how we say in the military. So <laughs> we're just going to assume the best instead of assuming the worst. Well, I think that's an important thing. I think a lot of times people will do what's called catastrophizing where they'll take like a little bit of information like you might have heard on the news, and then they'll create this whole story or whole narrative that they don't know and really freak themselves out or even give themselves panic attacks because they're so worried about the possibility of what could be happening, but that they really have no idea is happening at all. And I've heard your testimony on your podcast, and it's incredible. Can you share a little bit about where people can find you? I know you talked about your podcast, but what you're offering to people and just the community you're building. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my heart really is to help you to redeem your time and to see that you do really have the time you need to do what you're called to. So the Redeem Her Time podcast is a great place to hang out. If you want to find me, that's that's the first place to go. But then I also have a free guide. So we talked about the filling your cup and how important that is. So I have a free guide called Fill Your Cup First. And it is permission and direction on how to do that, especially when you're like, okay, great concept, Lisa. Great concept, Ruth and Tim, but like, I don't got time for that. It's I walk you through the process of how do you find the value in that? Because we make time for what has value. You know, we can go to some examples in our own lives, right? And then how do we be consistent with that? So that is at redeemhertime.com. It's right up at the top or it'll probably pop up as soon as you get to the website. So you can check that out. And if you want to, you know, work further and especially those of you who have a business and want to want help and support in juggling the things in life along with the things in business, um, you can certainly look at the work with me page and I'd be happy to have support conversation. Yeah. And you're about to launch or you have launched your 12 month program. Can you tell us just briefly about that? Ah, yeah, it's super exciting. I had no idea I would be launching this the exact same day that my husband was launching his 3000 miles across the ocean, right? I really have a heart, especially for solopreneurs who are out there rowing their own boat with a business and they back families they're managing and life and church and, you know, health and whatever in, in this middle stage of life. And so the redeemed midlife CEO is not a quick fix. It's not for somebody who just wants, you know, the quick little, you know, garden cruise across the bay. Like this is for people who are like, I want to see change in how I view and use my time. And so we are embarking on a 12-month experience together where we get into our hearts, right? And we really go through the seasons of the year and put down those roots and really establish those new habits and routines in our personal life as well as in our business so that we're not just on the busyness hamster wheel, just spinning our wheels, right? Not really getting anywhere, another year gone by, but like we actually are producing fruit and seeing a harvest and seeing the growth and, you know, the outcome of that in our lives and in our businesses. So yeah, if you go to the work with me page on redeemertime.com, you can learn more about that and apply, right? Applications are open. So I welcome anyone who finds any interest to fill out an application and let's talk more and see if this would be a good fit for you. Well, thank you so much for being on here. We love, you know, sitting with you and we hope to have you back on here for maybe to share your testimony or your story of the time in the military, because I think that that's a really, a really great evidence of God's work in your life. And, you know, you have so much insight and wisdom to share. Yeah, this conversation has been so fun. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, and I'm sure everybody listening out there is probably having a lot of fun with it, too. Well, this has been fun. It's been fun to be back in the room with you guys after not being in the same room for a while. So thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks, Lisa. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as Tim and I did. 
definitely go ahead and connect with Lissa if you haven't already. All her information will be linked in the show notes. We really wanted to make sure that we aired this episode before the new year so that you could go into 2024 equipped and having the right priorities regarding your time. We hope that that conversation with Lissa will really help launch you into the new year with kind of a new purpose and knowing that it is so important to fill your cup up so that you can pour into others. All right, you guys, have a great day. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.